For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. On the far hash, looks into the end zone, throws it there. There's a man. Caught. Touchdown, Jermaine Burton, the freshman. Daniels going to take it from the far hash, roll to the right, throw on the run, and on the turf going down. Touchdown, Pickens. His knees were already on the turf. He fell forward, cradled the football, and picks up six points. 53-and-a-half-yard drive near hash, kick right, snap, hold, kick is away. It's reaching, and it is All right, what is up? Welcome in. It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, also coming to you from Brinks TV on on the YouTube. Joining me, as always, is my man, Israel Troop. Israel, did you know that it, it has been exactly one year since you and I joined forces to do the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast? Oh, man, it's our, it's our official anniversary. That's right. And now we're on TV and we're on YouTube. That's uh, right. Hey man, I think our relationship is is progressing. I mean, it, it's it it's, about, it's about time for you to pop the question. I'm thinking about it. Like I got to go pick out a ring. So <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 getting there. So, um, but yeah, welcome in. It's uh, it's a show, man. I like the cup too, by the way. Um, and uh, we are we're excited to uh, to bring you. This is a uh, what is going to be a really exciting weekend for, for Georgia football, not one that I was expecting to be an exciting weekend because, you know, I'll I'll be honest with you in the preseason previews. I didn't think Arkansas, although I knew they were going to be tough. I didn't know they were going to be top 10. So uh, we got that on the table. We'll, we'll we'll break down the 62 to nothing or what we can break down of the 62 to nothing thrashing uh, of the Vanderbilt Commodores. And uh, of course, we're going to make our picks. Israel, you had another good week in the picks, by the way. I won't tell you what your record is yet. I'll have to surprise you, but you had another good week. I should start listening to you. But um, if you want our social information, it is scrolling right here beneath us. Um, and uh, you can go, ahead, go on and give us a follow. You can like, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit that bell notification, let you know when there's new content posted there. And uh, as always, word of mouth is, is our best marketing tool. So by all means, speak about it. All right. And, uh, and, and talk about it, tell your friends about it, let them know this is the place to go. If you want a good and great Georgia 
Bulldog Show, but we are brought to you by uh, betonline.ag. It's the number one place for all of your betting needs, Israel. I finally, finally hit on a two-game parlay, which I took Georgia minus 37 and a half. Um, Wasn't sure if I actually wanted that, but I took probably one of the easiest bets I've ever made in my life, which was Notre Dame plus six. And uh, I, I hit that one pretty easily. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I thought I'd tell you about that one. Very nice. Fred. So you're two and oh, so far. I am. I am two and oh, I, I hit my parlay. Like, like I said, um, but I, <laughs> I, I got bold, right. You know, cause I, I can't just hit a parlay and, and be done with it. Right. I've got to like actually be bolder and, and say, okay, I'm going some other. And, and so I did, I didn't hit those though, but. I did hit the the one two team parlay, so I was, I had I had my one win for the weekend and broke even, so that's good, right? That's it. You won and you lost, so I mean that's that's pretty good odds, right there. Did you take any of the ones that I talked about, or did you go against me? Uh, well, I, we I took Tennessee to cover. We missed that one. Um, well, I went against. We should have had that one there. I know we should have, if, if, if hooker doesn't go down, we have it. Um, I went against you on Mississippi state. I took Mississippi state. Uh, <laughs> I went against you on Mizzou. <laughs> me, me and J boy went against you on Mizzou. So uh, that wasn't good. I should, I should have went with the hogs, man. I, I, I felt like that was a sure thing and I didn't go with it. I should have. Cause I, in my gut, deep down in my gut, I knew it was going to happen. So um, head to the website, use a mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, blackjack for me. Don't wait to take the advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports bet online. It's where the game starts. All right, let's get into it. Mm. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> in concun- in conjunction with watching a little bit of the Notre Dame Wisconsin game, my friend Matt is a Notre Dame alum, and uh, he he was uh, not only was he agonizing over that Vanderbilt because he hosts uh, he hosts the Believe in Vanderbilt football podcast, but he also hosts Believe in Badgers podcast with with the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein, and uh, he was agonizing over both games, and so. Mm. Um, I was texting back and forth with him. I was watching Wisconsin a little bit and I was watching this thrashing that Georgia put on the hands of uh, Vanderbilt and 35 to nothing after the first quarter. Um, Few things we noticed Brock Bowers is a dude. He was sec player of the week. Um, And lad McConkey is trying to do his best impression of Hunter Renfro. Those are the two of the biggest takeaways I had. Yes. Lad McConkey is is not even a possession receiver. He's running reverses. Uh, we're throwing phase to him. I mean, he he's pretty much, you know, just as dynamic as Mitchell, as Burton, as any of those guys um, in that receiver room. So, I mean, now you're about to add Jackson. Now you're about to add Washington, who's supposedly supposed to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a healthy Burton. Um, Bowers. I mean, you, 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 you don't skip a beat. So, I mean, just seeing him and Bowers just just ball out on Saturday um, just lets us know that hey man we got depth and that's why they call it recruiting. 
Absolutely, man. And, and, and it's a, it's a battle in there and he's proven himself. And, and one of the, one of the articles I saw, and I actually talked about this with my team is it's how he made his way on the scout team. He developed and, and turned into the receiver that he is, or that he was this past Saturday. A lot of that came against uh, one of the top defenses in the country going on scout team each and every week. Um, you know, you, you lived it. Um, you probably played on it a little bit and, and you probably saw it um, and, and all of the above. So like scout team, like talk about the importance of scout team. Um, scout team is how you get recognized. Um, uh, this guy by the name of no shine Marino, um, which I'm sure all dog fans know um, was red shirt and he was on the scout team mm-hmm. and they said they couldn't tackle him. And we all know what happened after that. So, um, you know, a lot of kids are young these days. Um, you know, they want to play. It's, it's, we live in a world of instant gratification. You know, nobody really wants to worry. They just want things given to them. Well, in the real world, that doesn't happen. In the sports world, it definitely doesn't happen. Unless you're a legit baller when you mm-hmm. first come into college, you're going to be on scout team. I mean, bar none. That, that, that's going to happen. Um, so the fact that he, he, he took his stride, I mean, he, he balled on the scout team. You know, he got better. Um, not only did he get his uh, indie time with 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 uh, Coach Hanks and all those guys, but you know he also went over there and, and worked on his craft. You know, if you're playing receiver, you also want to you're working against one of the top defenses in the nation. You know, so you have no choice but to get better, or they're going to knock your teeth out. So he decided that he wasn't going to cry or complain. He decided he was going to get better. And now look, he's scoring touchdowns. You know, on, on Saturday, you know he's one of the starting receivers. You know, he's one of the guys that. They, they depend on it and they, and they count on it in clutch situations and he's making plays. So, I mean, scout team is, is a good thing and, and just depends on how you handle it. You know, you get noticed and guess what your next thing you do, find yourself in a starting, starting rotation. Absolutely. And then he's not only just making routine catches and being a possession receiver. I mean, he's elevating for balls. Uh, one of his touchdowns was a corner out that he went up and got climbed the ladder. He's running reverses, his routes, double moves, things like that are, are very, very polished. And and the kid is just a competitor and, and you can't help, but develop competitive toughness. It's either going to make you or break you uh, in, in that regard, playing on the scout team against such a great, great defense. And, and if you don't have competitive toughness, you're screwed. And, and he decided he was, you know, it, it toughened him iron sharpens iron. And, you know, he, and, and I think you can tell he gets immense amount of respect from the guys uh, because of that. Um, and, and when you go day in and day out and battle with, with those guys, they, they have nothing but respect for you. And, and that's a huge thing. And I think Lad McConkey is, is benefiting from it. And our offense is been benefiting from it. And he's going to be a playmaker in this thing. Even when all those guys come back, he's going to factor in. Exactly, because uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, we can talk about all this. You know, he did this and that, but at the end of the day, the coaches trust him. The mm-hmm. coaches trust him to go out and do a job. The coaches trust him to go out there and make a catch. I mean, do you really think that, you know, the offensive coordinator will call a reverse to a kid that he didn't trust with the ball in his hand? Do you mm-hmm. really think a coach will call a corner route against man coverage to a kid that he didn't trust to go up and get the football? Mm-mm. No, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. You know, and he's earned that. He's earned that right. He's earned that respect. And then, I mean, he's very Hunter Renfro-like. Uh, reminds me a lot of my boy Michael Bennett. Yes. Um, Chris Durham, the guys who I played for. Um, you know, so, I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing to see, you know, a kid that young, you know, go out there and just ball. You know, he doesn't complain. He went out there on scout team, took his lumps. Next thing you know, he's playing on Saturday. His name is being announced, you know, with the starting lineup. You know, and so, I mean. He earned it. 
Exactly. He earned it. So, so you can complain about being on scout team, or you can go out there and ball and show coaches you can play on on the big stage, whether it's Friday night, whether it's Saturday night, or whether it's Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I told my kids about that uh, a couple of days ago. We had a, you know, we have a, a short team meeting before every practice. Uh, we co-op with with, uh, with a school that's downtown Nashville. That's an academic magnet school. They have every sport except football. So they co-op with us and their kids play football for us. And then they play all their other sports for, for that school. And uh, so while we're waiting on them, we usually have a meeting and we usually lift with the guys that are, that are at our school and, you know, do some things while we wait on uh, those other kids to get there. Cause they don't, they don't get there until after three o'clock in our school, we have about an hour before those guys even get there that we have to kill. So we do things like meetings, working out, uh, team meetings and stuff like that. So I was sharing this story with them and I, you know, it really just kind of stood out to me because, you know, I, I think it, it was, you know, obviously it was relevant because, you know, our, our kids and, you know, a lot of high school kids and you probably deal with this too. A lot of kids think scout team is punishment. Like, Oh no, JV, I'm not supposed to be on the scout team. And that's for, that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. I tell my kids all the time, uh, look at the person that's playing in front of you and ask yourself, are you better than them? If the answer is no, that's why you're playing JV and you're on scout team. I'm very blunt and very upfront with my guys. And, then, you know, and that's that's one thing, you know, I learned from all the coaches I've been around. If you're upfront and honest with players, you know, they, they tend to respond a little bit differently. So mm-hmm. I bet you when Lad first got there, they were like, hey, man, look, we got Pickens, we got Burden, you know, we got all these guys coming in, you know, you know, get in where you fit in. He was like, yes, sir. Right. Out there involved. Next thing you know, he's Here scoring he touchdowns, <laughs> scoring multiple touchdowns. And uh, another guy that's doing that is Brock Bowers, man. Uh, SEC freshman of the week scored like it. It's awesome that a tight like it blows my mind that a tight end scores on a jet sweep. I was about like, to say, like I that mean, doesn't it, happen. You know the cow pits of the world. You know yeah. um, the only person I could think of that would get a jet sweep as a tight end would be Vernon Davis. Um, because he yeah. ran like a, a four, a, a you four, know, four, 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 four two, something like four, that, two, you know, yeah, but something, something ridiculous. Yeah. But you, you had the jet sweep to, to a tight end, you know, and he, and he scores just, I mean, it's, it's amazing at the fact that this kid, this kid's balling, you know, I saw mm-hmm. this thing, um, they're trying to compare, you know, him to Washington and things like that. And I'm like, you know, the media does a terrible job of, you know, painting kids against each other. These guys are teammates. <laughs> You know, each one has a different skill set. You got one that's 13,000 feet tall, mm-hmm. and you know, one one that could run like a cheetah. You know, so, I mean, these guys, these guys are teammates. Yeah. You know, one's not better than the other one. just brings a different skill set than the other one. So, I mean, um, to see that and the fact that, um, you know, if everything goes right, we get Washington back, you know, that just add a different element to what you want to do. Now you're, you're legit two tight end sets now. Mm-hmm. Three tight end sets if you add Fitzpatrick to it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you can so, get Fitzpatrick on the edge, and then you, know, you you put uh, you put Washington out wide, put Bowers in the slot, and then then throw Burton or Arian Smith or whoever uh, solo on the other side, uh, and, and you got a nice little three by one set that you can you can run it out of because you have a tight end. Mm-hmm. You can you can throw a jump ball, or or you can or you can attack the middle of the field with Bowers, and it's uh, I mean you, you got all the things in the world that you want to do there. So mm-hmm. man, it's exactly. it's crazy. So now you go now the tempo that we use after first downs, you don't have to change personnel, so teams can't sub. 
No. Nope. So, of course, what you have in three tight ends in the game, they're going to bring in a, a bigger package to kind of defend it. Well, guess what? Now you spread them out. They can't sub. Yeah, you I don't mean, sub, they can't sub. Now your Dar- tempo has just got that much faster. Darnell's an NBA player out there playing football. Um, he runs like an NBA player, jumps like an NBA player, looks like an NBA player. That's scary. Brock yes. runs like a wide receiver. Brock runs like Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's Travis Kelsey. That's pretty lofty, but he runs like that. He reminds me a lot he's of TJ. He reminds me a lot of TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he's just a freshman, which, yeah, which means he can look like Travis Kelsey real soon. Yeah, I mean, it won't be long if he keeps this up. He's on that. He's on that pace where he's going to be, you know, up there in that echelon of the the Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller type uh, mold of NFL tight end. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about the, the the weapons that we have, the weapons that we're hopefully going to have available, even if it's limited. I think a limited Darnell Washington is better than no Darnell Washington. It gives us a, it gives us another threat and gives us something to, or gives Arkansas something to, to have to defend. And speaking of defending, mm-hmm. speaking of defending somebody that's making their presence felt somebody who got a lot of playing time, uh, due to just the fact that Vanderbilt was getting their ass kicked uh, was Jalen Carter. Um, He benefited from that. He got a lot of playing time. Uh, He was somebody that was just a problem for Vanderbilt. Yes. Um, Uh, The fact that this, he he almost decapitated um, the running back. Uh, I mean, that that was just the way that he sheds blocks um, and stays low while he's doing it. Um, you know, I mean, he's learning from one of the best in, in, in um, Jordan. So, I mean, just the way he does, he goes about his business. I mean, I mean, I love it. You know, we yeah. got to get the young. I know we, we're we're mainly three down team um, out of our base set. But, I mean, you get both of them on the field at the same time. I mean, you want whatever side he's on, you're not running to it. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. And, and he's a lot. And as scary as it is, is he's, he's a lot quicker than Jordan Davis. Um and he's not much smaller. No, not much smaller. So you, you you don't lose anything by taking Jordan out. Uh-uh, you don't. I mean, he he gives you just as much production, um, and he gives you a little bit more in the pass rush game too. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you get tempo teams that have to contend with Jalen Carter. That ain't much better. Like teams are like, yeah, we got Jordan Davis off the field. Oh crap! Wrong. Wrong. Oh, Jalen Carter will rip my head <laughs> off. So. Um, just overall, I mean, not really much you can get from that game. I mean, you know, it's just total domination the whole way. Vandy's, Vandy's offensive line couldn't do anything. Um, it didn't matter uh, who the quarterback was, although I think Mike Wright was able to have some semblance of moving the ball uh, more so than Ken Seals. Uh, I think he's a better fit for that Vandy offense than Ken Seals, unfortunately. Um, unfortunately for Ken Seals, I should say. But um, you know, Georgia's offensive line had their way. They, I mean, really Georgia could do whatever they want to wanted to in this game. They could name the number. It was just kind of like a scrimmage for them. So not much else you can take away from, from this game. We came out relatively un, unscathed, uh, uninjured, uh, maybe some bumps and bruises, but nothing, nothing serious. We, we come out, uh, we, we come into this week gaining a couple of people. Tyke Smith also um, is, uh, is on board. So uh, anything else? jump out or, or no. I think for me, it's one, I think it's one of those games to where you see exactly what kind of team Georgia has this year. Um, this is a game where obviously we had in the bag, no matter what day we played them, what time we played them, it, it was going to be a Georgia win. 
um, but the fashion in which we won it, um, it was surprising to me. The fact that, you know, we were up 35 to zero, you know, in the first quarter and we didn't stop, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, just kind of happens, you know, as we go along, but, um, just seeing us keep the pedal on, um, not make very many mistakes, um, you know, just showed us that we're we're slowly but surely becoming a more complete team. And I think this week is going to show us just how complete of a team we are. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a lot of it, uh, you know, they, they they spent time, Kirby and, and the strength staff and, and the coaches, they spent time planning, team building exercises, things that got guys together that normally wouldn't get together much during the grind of a season. They, they, you know, they did a lot of that. They put a focus on, on relationships and things because that was one of the things that they said was off about the 2020 season. These guys, because of COVID and, you know, the weird mm-hmm. layout, they, they didn't really know each other that well and they couldn't trust You know, you can't fully trust somebody if you don't really know them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've been in, the, I don't care if you're practicing together every day. You're not, you know, when you have 120 people out there, you're not going to know everybody. You may know their name. You may not even know that really, but um, you definitely don't know anything about them. So uh, it, it was good to see. And these, you could, you could tell these guys are a lot closer knit. Oh yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Now this Saturday, now we're going to see just how close they really are. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Um, it, it's hogs and dogs, man. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna jump right into this preview. It's it's going to be. Uh, I always describe this as a cold tub game, right? It's gonna be a cold tub game. Where they're gonna get in the cold tub right after, um, and, and get rid of that that soreness because it's going to be a physical slugfest. All right, mm-hmm. um, Arkansas, man, you watch them play. It's it's impressive. You know, you, you watch them jump out to a seventeen nothing commanding lead on on Texas A and M and just really kept AM out of that game. And I mean, the score was, you know, it was only a 10 point game. So you look at the score and say, okay, it wasn't that bad. But if you really watch the game, Arkansas had control the whole way. Arkansas was never going mm-hmm. to lose that game. They had exactly. control. They were physically pounding Texas A&M the whole time. And A&M had no answers. None. Spiller is a special dude and he made, his plays, but it's the equivalent of like how they used to choke out the Lakers at, right after Sha- Shaq left. And it was just Kobe and mm-hmm. a bunch of random dudes. Like they would choke out everybody else and just let Kobe do his thing. And you know, they, they'd end up, they'd beat the Lakers by 20 every night. That's mm-hmm. kind of how they played a and M they, they choked out everybody else and they said, okay, well, Spiller, you can, you can do your thing and have your night and we'll, 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 we'll go there. But, um, the problem with that game plan is Arkansas is not going to be able to do that this week. Like you want to choke out the rest of the receivers. Well, you got four running backs that are good at different things that can, that can hit you. So, you know, if, if you're Arkansas defensively, you know, what, what is your main concern? Like, what is your, what is your hierarchy of trying to stop this Georgia team? Uh, Be, be prepared for tempo. Um, Be prepared for personnel changes. Um, find out where, where McConkey is, find out where Byers is, find out where I got to find out where the playmakers are. Um, I think, uh, we got to do, do a really good job of, of using cook this week. Um, for me, um, the linebackers are, are their strength. Um, just from watching them, they have really good defensive line, but the linebackers kind of make them go. Um, for me, I would put a linebacker against cook, um, especially in some empty sets, things like that. Um, try to get him the ball in space. Um, so if I'm coach Odom, 
I'm trying to figure out where are my playmakers? Um, where's the weak point on the offensive line? Which one can can I play with? Um, they did a good job. Um, number 55, if I'm not mistaken, Arkansas, because I watched that entire game. Mm-hmm. He did a good job of attacking, of attacking their left tackle all night. I think uh, that's the left tackle pool. was their yeah, the 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 uh left tackle was was uh was Texas AM's weak point. So they did a good job of matching him against them all night, all night long. That's who he had to block. And eventually, with things about around the first quarter, he started getting to the quarterback a little bit. So of course that's gonna mess with with your with your lineman's uh psyche. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, he was a problem all night for them. Um they did a good job of, of dropping eight, rushing three and dropping eight. Um, and for us, we got to find zones. Uh, we got to figure out, you know, what they do well. Uh, when are they going? When are they going to drop eight? When are they going to blitz? Things like that. So it's going to be a good, good chess match between, you know, two two seasoned coordinators offensively and defensively. Yes, no doubt. I mean, you know, you got to figure out communication is going to be key up front. I mean, you, you got to have this offensive line has got to finally gel. I mean, Clemson was great, but you knew they're going to be aggressive. You knew they were coming. You knew you knew what you you knew what you had. With Arkansas, they do a little bit better job, I think, disguising it and and kind of switching up. You know whether they bring the house or or drop the house, and and so mm-hmm. up front, you've got to be able to communicate that because you can't assume based on one look that they're not coming, and vice versa. You've got to be able to communicate and get it all picked up because if I'm Arkansas, I'm I'm finding creative ways to put heat on JT Daniels because I know his weaknesses not being able to move around in the pocket. Like he doesn't even climb the pocket that well either. I mean, he, he, he doesn't move well side to side. He He's a, he's a make his read. And, and as soon as that back foot hits, get the ball out. Like that's where he's at his best. If, exactly. if there's any sort of movement required, like the minimal amount of movement he's okay with, but if it requires any more than that, it's a wrap. Right. It's, it's a wrap. He's, he's going down. He's mm-hmm. not mobile at all. And if I'm, if I'm Arkansas, I, I try to, I try to do my best to, to blend both of those concepts of drop eight and, and, and heavy blitz, aggressive blitz. So, you know, I, I got to figure, I got to get my linebackers involved. They've got to play games um, and they've got to get this offensive line confused a little bit where you, know, you have two, you have a guy blocking air and, and opening up a gap for somebody, things like that, that, that can, that can really make things life difficult for offensive lines. And of course, you know, being able to stop the run in, in your base defense, you know, without having to blitz, if they have to commit, commit the blitz to, to, to stop the run, they're screwed because mm-hmm. here, here we go with RPOs because they're going to, they're going to establish people to the box. And next thing you know, Brock Bowers is sitting right there behind them and, and, and we got big chunk plays. So if they're, if they're going to do any of that, they have to be able, they have to be able to stop the run without blitzing. And if they can do that, they'll give themselves a chance. Um, but if, I, but where I worry about art, you know, for on, on the Arkansas side of things where it gets worrisome for them is the depth right? Mm-hmm. Georgia has three nose guards that could start at any program in the sec or, or in the country for that matter. Uh, Jordan Davis, Devonte Wyatt, and Jalen Carter. Um, those three guys are a problem. Trevon Walker's mm-hmm. a problem. Zion Logue is a problem. All right. That's five guys right there. Um, and I'm probably leaving out somebody, um, you know, you have linebackers that are a problem. Um, Quay Walker, Nicobe Dean, those guys run, I mean, Ch- you know, Channing Tendall, those guys run side to side, like, cr- like it's insane how fast they are side, you know, sideline to sideline. They, they, they make their reads and then they explode out of there and they can run you down for 
what would be a, a eight, 10 yard gain against most teams. It's a two yard gain against those guys. Mm-hmm. So, and you, and you got guys behind them that that has similar skill sets, probably not as fast uh, instinctually, but they have similar skill sets. So to me, depth, the depth is a huge issue here. I, I think, I think it's a huge advantage for Georgia. Yeah, most definitely. I think uh, offensively, if we come out and pound them, pound on them a little bit, you know, what's going to make the defense slow down? What's going to make those guys up front kind of think, think twice, you pound on them a little bit. And like you said, the depth, you know, when you play in Georgia, you got about, eight guys that rotate in on that defense, you know, yep. consistently, uh, whether it's secondary, whether it's a front. Arkansas, I saw the same 11 on the field the whole entire game. Um, and if one goes down, who, who they replace it with? You know, I'm pretty sure they have guys that come in, you know, that, that rotate, but throughout the whole entire game, you got guys playing, you know, 50, 60 snaps, um, you know, the whole entire game. Um, so I think uh, tempo, you know, we do a good job of tempo on, you know, right after first downs. Uh, which I think is very good. Um, you know, Daniels does a good job of pre-snap reading um, beforehand, which like to to do what you just said, you know, um, as far as getting pressure on him, if he pre-snap reads you and gets it right, you're dead in water. Yep. You know, so like you said, they ha- they're going to have to discuss some things, you know, their blitzes and their zone coverages and their man coverage and things like that. Um, but if I were them, you know, I'd see, I'd see, can we stop them in base defense? If we can't stop them in base defense, if I'm going to blitz, I'm going to play some type of zone behind it because we can clearly beat man coverage by anybody, whether it's Clemson, whether it's South Carolina, whether it's Vandy or anybody you stick out there. We got some dudes that can beat man coverage. Absolutely. And and you just got to find those weapons and you got to, you got to take advantage of it. Brock Bowers again, is somebody, obviously it's going to factor in the game plan. Um, you know, A.D. Mitchell is somebody that's, you know, he's got to get a little bit more consistent with his route running and, and finding zones and making the play when it comes to him. Justin Robinson, somebody who got involved in the game plan a little bit more against Vandy, which is good to see. But, you know, where is Burton? Where is Arian Smith? Where is uh, Marcus Rosemary Jackson? You know, where are those guys? You know, I haven't heard I haven't heard or seen much of those guys. Kyrus is fighting his way back. Uh, to being fully healthy. So, you know, once, once he finally fully gets back and can contribute on a consistent basis, that'll be, that'll be a boost. Um, but where are those other guys? You know, it's really, it's really good when, when you don't have to mention those guys and you're still balling, you, you just threw for over 300 or something yards in, in the first half. And, you know, you don't even have your dudes, you know, that, that That's just scary. goes to show, you know, coaching that you have play calling, putting those guys in the right situations and things like that. Um, so, you know, now it just goes to the point of what happens when you get them back. That's, I mean, that's freaking scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is, oh my God, that, that's, you know, you, you think about that and you're just like, man. And, and you know, I, I also, I've also heard that, you know, George Pickens has a target date in mind as well. He's recovering fast. Um, mm-hmm. He's thinking SEC championship possibly if, if Georgia uh, continues on, on the trend they are and, and running the table and uh, representing the East in, in Atlanta, that's another, that's another weapon you pick up. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it, it think we're, 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 we're kind of hitting that little mini gauntlet that we talked about earlier this season, you know, with Arkansas and Auburn and all those, those, those guys coming up. Uh, we make it past this with the dudes we got, get some dudes back heading into the Florida weekend. Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit for this group. Yep. 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 So, um, 
but also uh, how well do you think, you know, how much do you think Sam Pittman's knowledge of this program will help him? Will it, will it, I mean, I know once the ball is kicked off, kind of all that kind of goes by the wayside, but mm-hmm. is, is there anything that, that it could help? You know, is there, is there anything that having that knowledge makes it an advantage? Um, you know, it, 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 I don't know, you know, cause simply because, you know, he's got his own team to worry about now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that, you know, he, he's going to tell them a little tidbits, you know, they ain't going to give up. They're going to play hard. They're going to hit you in the, in the teeth. You know, yeah. you're probably going to be picking up some teeth after the game, you know, things like that, you know, but basically bulletin board talk, you know, just kind of get them hyped up. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you got to put on the helmet and shoulder pads. You got to go to work. Yeah. Um, you know, That's you can true. give them little tidbits, you know, little notes and stuff moving forward. Um, at the end of the day, I think you got to have to worry about your team at this point. You know, of course, you know, guys are going to be excited to see you. If I, if I was there, you know, when Coach Pittman was there, I'd definitely be excited to see him because, you know, he's one of my favorite coaches. Um, yeah, lo- lo- love the pit bo- love the pit boss. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think once once 12, I think it's 12, 10. Once 12, 10, once 12, 10 hits and that ball's kicked off, I mean, it's time to go to work. You know, you can't really worry about, you know, what they're doing or anything like that. So um, I'm excited. I mean, um, I thought it was going to be, you know, CBS 3.30 game. But, hey, they said 12 o'clock is time to roll. You got Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet, you know, uh, doing the announcement for this game, which, which makes a huge game days is, game days is in Athens. Um, I think they're on campus they right, right up the street from the stadium now, I yeah, believe. Yeah, they, they are. You know? if, uh, so, I mean, that's if- huge. And if you follow the uh, if you follow the uh, Georgia football Twitter account, you'll they have a map of where they're going to be, and you know they're going to be in two different locations. Looks like uh, they're going to have one in uh, the West End Zone Pavilion. They're going to have a setup, and they will um, they will also from 11 a.m. to noon they will they will uh well they will move from 11 a.m to noon they will move over to to west end zone pavilion uh but they'll be in myers quad before that uh okay okay so they're in their normal spot and then they're moving to right behind the scoreboard yes and and, and that new that new west end zone pavilion there so by the it, way uh congratulations to anybody that had the uh the architectural uh gift of doing that because that thing is awesome Whenever you get a chance, Corey, you got to come to a game because the way they have that set up now, you can literally sit there and watch the whole entire game. It's it's really it's really awesome. Okay, yeah, I got to check that out, man. That's uh, yeah, the you you know you, you see some of the architectural geniuses. They uh, your boy Josh Brooks did did his uh, virtual tour through the uh, through the new facility, the new weight room. It's uh, God, they 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 really skimped on the new weight room. It's it's only twenty four thousand square feet. I mean, God Almighty, it's it only has its own, you know, uh, stairs and, you know, I mean, stadium set up in there. So you don't even have to go to the stadium anymore. If you don't want to you can use stadiums in the way or, you know, it's no big deal or anything. No, that's, that's just, you know, why, why'd they go the cheap route there, man? It's just so, so, so sad. <laughs> so sad that Georgia just can't catch any breaks architecturally, man. It's, it's, it's nuts. No. Um, Got it. Third, you know, what was it? 50 something or 55 uh, power racks, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's that, that facility is insane. Um, it, it's insane. <laughs> that yeah, players lounge that, is ridiculous. Exactly. And we talk about George Pickens coming back for the SEC championship, 
championship game, but understand this Ron Corson designed the whole entire training facility. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he really had a choice but to be back, you know, sooner than sooner than expected. So um, you know, they're doing some great things and and why not, you know, put on a show this weekend in exactly. Sanford Stadium, twelve o'clock. Absolutely. And it's going to be a big recruiting weekend as well. Just picked up a brand new commitment, actually. Uh, Kay and Lee, Kane Lee. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm saying that right. I don't, I'm not real sure. Um, I hope I am from Cedar Grove, uh, four star uh, corner. He's five, uh, 5'11, 160. Um, you know, just a uh, big, big time commitment yesterday. It was, uh, it was great, man. Great to see. He chose Georgia mm-hmm. over Ohio State. I guess he, uh, I guess the kid quitting in the middle of the game probably uh, made him think a little, little further oh, about going to the Buckeyes. So, Oh is, man, how do you quit in the middle of that? that we'll, we'll talk about that later, but that's, that's you know, glad to see culture. him. And, uh, you know, he, he, he has a video, um, you know, it's a very clean play kid playing hard, you know, speaking of picking up teeth, pretty sure the guy that he hit, um, in the, in the video that I saw is picking up his teeth off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, big physical corner. <laughs> um, you know, don't, don't let the five eleven one six fool you. Now he is all, he's coming downhill. He's, he, he's, he's a real deal. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Cedar Grove has always pumped out, uh, you know, top-notch athletes. Uh, you know, Hazelwood's now the star receiver at Oklahoma, uh, just to name another one. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're lucky to have him. Um, looking forward to seeing him ball out. I'm, I'm excited, man. Anytime you get these, you know, anytime you get these physical corners, that, I mean, that's the name of the game. If you get a really good physical corner, it, it makes it tough. I mean, that's what Keely Ringo is. That's, that's somebody, you know, again, that I wanted to highlight as, as a big time, like he's probably going to draw coverage a lot on, on Traylon Burks. And that's going to be a problem for Burks because Keely Ringo um, has been suffocating receivers in every single game. You know, he hadn't given up much. He's had a, he's had a few pass interference penalties called against him, but when you're aggressive, that's going to happen. You know, exactly. All the time. It, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like hammering Brett Farr for throwing interceptions. You know, he, he takes chances. So he's going to throw a few picks. Right. So <laughs> you know, it, it's just, you know, it, it, it is what it is, but the dude has been nothing short of amazing. So um, mm-hmm. ha- happy to see Keely Ringo becoming the premier guy. I thought he, fig- I figured he probably would be. Um, but just to see it actually happening is, is is actually pretty pretty good. And Tyke Smith comes in, gives us a little bit more depth at the star position. Mm-hmm. You know, him coming back on, on that defense is can't be understated for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, you get to do kind of, kind of a little bit more of what you want to, do. and we get pulled back this game too as well, don't we? Yes, we do. We do. We get pulled back. You get Smith back. I mean, mm-hmm. you just added two guys to your secondary that, you know, now now it's time to go play ball. Yeah. Um, you know, from watching the game last week, you know, this game is going to be a tempo game. We all know how Kendra Browse is. Kendra Browse is one of the bright young minds of college football. Love uh, we know he, he, is a, he is a tempo guy. Um, he's going to try to tempo us to death. Now, with that being said, here, here's the point that, you know, I was talking to one of our teachers today. And he was asking me about the spread of the game. I said, if Jefferson plays, you know, take whatever they said the spread's going to be, whatever. You know, if he doesn't play, you better up it because it's going to get real ugly for that other quarterback. Uh-huh. If Jefferson plays, 
it's going to be, you know, it's going to be four quarters of Jefferson plays, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to come down, you know, probably about eight minutes to go. We kind of take over, you know, win by about 14, um, maybe even more, you know, just depending on how it goes, if Jefferson plays. If Jefferson doesn't play, it's going to get real ugly. We're going to see Stetson in the third quarter. Yeah, because that defense is going to get tired of being on the field with Arkansas. Next thing you know, it's going to be bombs over Athens because we're throwing it left and right. We're running left and right. And Coach Pittman, I love you, but it's going to be a long afternoon for you. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, well, it's going to be a big recruiting weekend. Um, there's a bunch of high-profile guys, but some some guy named Bear Alexander? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he transferred it the other day. He he did. Um, he did, and he could he transferred to IMG actually too. Ooh, that's big time! I think he's about to have a good time in after this weekend. It's a twelve mm-hmm. o'clock game. Mm-hmm. He's about to have a great mm-hmm. time. He is. He is. Um, I think he's starting to rethink his uh, Texas A and M lean. <laughs> Never really. I don't. I don't think he really ever committed to A and M, but it was you know. He was going was to commit. To, yeah, he was going to commit to A and M, but I think he's rethinking that now. He's he's going to watch these defensive linemen and go, "Yeah, I should probably go to Georgia." Yeah. I should oh, I can play. I, I, I can, I can play. be physical. I can play like right now instead of having to quote unquote prove myself to Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to where I can compete and play, baby. I'm going to a a bright young staff that's full of energy. Mm-hmm. And not some crotchety old coach like Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, whose hats are still too small for his head. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get that. He's trying to go for the Mickey Andrews look, and it's just not working for him. Um, he he looks freaking goofy. Um, and his glasses on the end of his nose makes him look about eighty years old. Um, and when I start wearing readers, I'm telling you, when I start wearing readers. I'm going to hand the keys to somebody else. I can't do that. Can't do it. I can't no. be on the sideline wearing readers. Come on now. You might as well just wear shorts at that point too. Exactly. <laughs> you might as well just be wearing shorts. <laughs> uh, shorts and and, and uh, one of your workout tees as well. Like you, no. you just got to go full like casual. So, mm. um, But yeah, so you want to get into our picks? Let's do it. What we got. Okay. So here's how you did last week. You went five and three. I went three and five. (laughs) We we both hit on Notre Dame, which that's a no brainer. Um, You took BC. I took Mizzou, which means you won. I did not. Um, You took LSU. I took Mississippi state. We all know how that went. We both took the hogs. (laughs) We both took Clemson and took a big fat L on that one. Uh, oh, UC- man. We both took UCLA. We both hit on that. We both missed on Tennessee, and we both missed on South Carolina. What was the end of that? Sa- what was the score of the South Carolina game? It was sixteen. Kentucky won sixteen to ten. Because we couldn't get it anymore. Like went out at some point. I don't know what happened. I guess it was an airing issue. I mean, you, um, so you, I, I couldn't watch the game. You didn't. You didn't miss much. <laughs> You didn't miss much. It, it was it was a it was it was not bad, not good. It was kind of like Eddie, I think Eddie Grand came back and coached that game. So the Wildcats are four and zero, baby. 
They are 4-0. They've found some way to win. All right, so let's start with our game, Arkansas at Georgia. Georgia favored by 18 and a half at the moment. It's all going to depend on KJ Jefferson. Until the until Georgia doesn't cover, and I'm not counting South Carolina and, and, and the backdoor and the backdoor non-covered there. They've covered most of their games when they've had huge spreads. Um, so until they consistently not cover, I'm picking Georgia to cover here. Um, what regardless of who the quarterback is for for Arkansas, I just think they're gonna overwhelm them. What do you think? I'm picking them to cover as well, simply because I think Georgia has a point to prove. Um you know, not not to anybody else, not to me, you, or or the fan base. I think they have something to prove to themselves. You know, we've taken care of, you know, Clemson already. Now can we do it again? If we can do it again, now we're now we're cooking, you know, because at the end of the day, you still got, in my opinion, you still have to beat Bama, you know, to get to the next championship. So if we can take care of this, we took care of Clemson already. We knocked them off. They're, they're still reeling off of that whooping that we put on them. Yeah, you know, yeah. now we take we care of a more – we take care of a more physical team than Clemson, in my opinion. Uh, we yeah. take care of an offense that is way better than Clemson's, and we win in 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 good fashion. I mean, hey, sky's the limit with this group. Absolutely, we get a blowout here that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, Georgia ruined ruined DJ Ungulale. So, um, Tennessee, Missouri, Missouri is three point favorites at home. I think the only reason they're favorites is because they are at home. I think Tennessee has a lot going for them right now. Tennessee's playing actually some really good football. Um, this is one of those uh, on game day. If you decide to put money on this, if Joe Milton is is named the starter, run far away from Tennessee on this one. Uh, but I'm assuming Hendon Hooker is going to be back, or I'm assuming Joe Milton is not playing. So I'm going to take the Vols in this one uh, to to not only to not only cover, but to win outright too. I, I just haven't seen enough from Missouri to, to, to fully, to fully buy into them. If, if I text you on Saturday and tell you, I want to change my pick because hookers playing, then can I do that? Or is that frowned upon? Um, maybe you get a, you get one mulligan. <laughs> um, so are you taking Mizzou? I'll take Mizzou if Hooker's not playing. If Hooker's playing, I'm taking Tennessee. Let me let me so, check that. For but me. actually, yeah, check that for me real quick. We'll come back to that one. Okay. So uh, tentatively, uh, you're going to take Missouri on that, but stand by. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, stand by. Um, all right, our next game. Our next game is. What is our next game? What is our next game? What is our next game? I lost my train of thought. Here we go. Um, Ole Miss at Al- – I had these written down too, which is the sad part. Um, Ole Miss at Alabama, uh, CBS game of the week, 14.5-point favorites. Bama is – I don't buy that spread whatsoever. I think regardless, I think this is going to be a tight one. This was a tight one last year. I think Ole Miss has the mm-hmm. ability to turn this thing into a track meet. And if they turn this into a track meet, they they could not only cover, but they could win this thing outright. So I'm taking the Rebels. Um, where's this game being played at? Tuscaloosa. I'm taking the Rebels. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old, the old lane train. Uh, I'll tell you who's not taking the Rebels is Mike Wilbon. <laughs> he's not taking the Rebels. He uh, hit, And he's not going to get a Christmas card from Lane Kiffin this year either. Mm. Just sad. Magnetic. I know, right? Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Florida. 
traveling to the grocery bag to take on Kentucky, Florida's eight points. And I think it's eight and a half now at this point, eight and a half point road favorites. Um, to me, I'm not buying Kentucky at this moment. They're just having so many turnover issues. They have so much potential. They have weapons all over the place, but they just aren't taking advantage of them. They're not taking care of the football. Lee and Combe seems like he's in over his head. Can't figure out what he wants to do. Can't figure out how to manage his 20 hour uh, a week rule. So until he figures that out, I'm not buying the Wildcats. I'm going to take Florida here. Um, I'm taking Florida um, simply because looking at what we did um, against South Carolina and looking at the fact that Kentucky only put up 16 points against him um, kind of worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Gators in this one in the grocery bag. Yep. The Kroger bag, the giant Kroger bag. They will punch their way out. Uh, all right. Mississippi State at AM. Um, this one's a tough one. Uh, A&M is, is at Kyle field. So that's good for them. They're seven point favorites. Mississippi state has a tendency to play this thing close, but based on last week, I can't trust them. So I'm going to take a and i I'm going to take a and I think, uh, Texas A&M's defense to keep it, uh, relatively close, uh, just so that, you know, A&M will figure it out offensively. Because um, after watching Mississippi State on defense, I don't think that they can they can hold Texas A&M kind of like Arkansas did last week. So I'm taking A&M at home with the 12th man. That's a very, very good pick. All right. If I told you two weeks ago that Vandy would be favored by 14 and a half in any game on their schedule, how would you react? Are they playing us? They're playing us, yeah. As no. in, as in Monroe, because <laughs> we're about the only team they can beat right now. They're, they're playing. They're playing us, as in the University of South Alabama. No, um, they're playing UConn. They're favored to beat UConn by fourteen and a half. I'm not buying it. Uh, do you know how bad UConn is? I know how bad UConn is. I know exactly how bad Vandy is as well. So UConn, you, UConn could travel down here and play Brentwood Academy and probably lose. <laughs> um, UConn is epically bad. This is the only time I will ever take Vandy to cover mm. anything. I'm going to take the Commodores here. Where's this game playing played at? In Tennessee? Na- yeah. Is Nashville. it Nashville? Yeah, it's in Nashville. Is it a day game? It doesn't matter. I don't oh. think so. Might be a night game. I don't know. I don't I'm really taking look. UConn. I'm still taking UConn. Okay. Uh, you know, Gino Ariyama is not coaching this game, right? <laughs> um, they didn't get Jim Calhoun to to coach this team. Mm. So just keep that in mind. All right. Um, here's an even more difficult game to pick. Auburn traveling to to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. Three and a half point favorites uh, LSU is, I guess, because it's Saturday night in Death Valley. That's probably the only reason they're favorites. What a weird matchup because both teams are in a very weird place. LSU just, I don't know what's going on with them. That There's a lot of turmoil there off the field. At some point, it's got to break it. Ed Orgeron, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with this group. They're, they're, they're 
they're a roller coaster. Uh, Auburn can't figure out their quarterback situation. They're probably not as good as we as we thought they were coming off those two sixty point games and, uh, and and a good showing at Penn State. Maybe Penn State's not as good as we thought. I don't know how to. I don't know what to make of this. But Bo Nix on the road is something I do not trust. Um, and TJ Finley. I'm not sure I'm ready to trust that yet either, even though I think he's a slightly better uh, option and a more consistent option than Bo Nix is. So either way you slice it and dice it, I'm going to take LSU. I'm taking LSU from the simple fact that they fired my man, Coach Williams, after game number four. And from everything that I've gathered, it wasn't, it wasn't warranted. So I'm taking LSU from the simple fact of that was very, very rude thing to do. We'll have to have story time later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to both pick South Carolina here, but Troy is at South Carolina, South Carolina, seven point favorites. I, I, you know, I think we're both taking South Carolina here. Um, they, they, I, I think they've shown an ability to, to, to play, to play hard, to play tough. Um, so I, I think what's, Tro- what's Troy's record? I know Chip Lindsay's probably got him rolling right now. What's their record? Do we know? Uh, we don't, but I will. I will look them up. Troy football. Let's see what they've done here. Okay, they have. Uh, they beat Southern, not Georgia Southern, Southern University, fifty-five to mm-hmm. three. Uh, they lost to Liberty twenty-one thirteen. They beat the Ooh. Mustard Buzzards twenty-one to nine. They lost to uh, ULM. Uh, and then they play South Carolina. What was the ULM score? 29-16. I'm taking Troy. Okay. There you go. There you have it. I'm still going to take South Carolina. They're at home. Um, <laughs> why? I don't know. I, I have to zig when you zag on this one. I thought you were going to pick Auburn, too. So I felt like Absolutely I was- not. I felt like I was zigging when you were zagging, but okay. Uh, our two newest members of the conference, Texas, four and a half point road favorites at TCU. I'm taking the Longhorns because TCU is a freaking roller coaster ride, and you never, you don't know what the hell's going on in the Big 12. And Texas seems to be the most stable team in the Big 12. I'm also taking Texas in this one. I think TCU is still upset about uh, the whooping that they took from Tulsa mm-hmm. uh, last week. Um, Gary Patterson's still mad about this whole flag situation. Um, so I think that they, they haven't focused a lot for this Texas whooping that's coming. I think Steve Sar- Sarkeesian, um, after Arkansas, kind of figured that, hey, I'm no longer just in the SEC and I better pick it up before I get back in the SEC. Um, so I think uh, they got he's got Texas in a really good place. You know, um, after the last couple of years of watching Texas, they play hard. Even in the loss against Arkansas, they played hard all four, all four quarters. So I like Texas in this one as well. All right. Uh, and we got three more. And our, our buzzer is probably going off. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going off. Um, all right. We got three more. Then we're going to get out of here. I promise. Um, Oklahoma, 10.5 point favorites at Kansas State. The Little Apple is a very tough place to play. Um, but they don't have Skylar Thompson. K-State is a very different team without Skylar Thompson. I think Oklahoma is good enough maybe to cover this. I don't know. I'm probably going to regret this, but I'm going to take the Sooners here. I'm going Kansas State on this one. 
So I should I should probably actually put the money on your pick, right? <laughs> I think that's what I'll do. I, I don't believe in Spencer Rattler. I, I don't either, but Skylar Thompson, if Skylar Thompson was playing, I would definitely take Kansas State every day of the week. But it's just they're a different team when he's not when he's not playing. They're a totally different team. Okay. Two more picks. Clemson, 15 point favorites at BC. Are you buying that? No, I'm taking BC yeah, again. I'm ta- yeah, I'm taking BC as well. Um, I, they showed me something. Uh, they Clemson still has not. I do not buy DJ Ongulale as a, as a quarterback. I think Georgia ruined him. And lastly, mm-hmm. the most ridiculous spread, um, Iowa State, 34.5-point favorites over Kansas. Iowa State's had a tough go. They just got blown out by Baylor. Can they cover that spread against Kansas? I think that uh, Kansas, unfortunately, is about to walk into a whooping um, because Iowa State's mad. And you know what happens when people are mad? Somebody's got to get taken out on Kansas. Unfortunately, you guys are just next ones on the schedule. Yeah, Kansas is Kansas, Kansas is like one notch above UConn as far as pitifulness. So, um, but there's our picks. There is our picks. So I'm going to win a lot of money on this Oklahoma Kansas State game. I'm going to I'm going to bet my entire <laughs> paycheck, Israel. So you you better come through. You better mm. you better come through. You better you better play lottery on on Saturday then because I don't know what's going to happen. I know, right? Um, you know, it could come out that that uh can that Oklahoma like scores a hundred points on on Kansas State. You never know. So um, but that's going to do it. Our timer has hit triple zeros. I think Courtney has made sure that we see that it's hit triple zeros. Uh we've been we've gone into overtime. Um, but you can find <laughs> us on YouTube, subscribe, hit that bell notification to let you know that we have that we have content available. You can find us on all uh, on the Believe Podcast Network. Anywhere you find your podcast, you could listen to us. If you if you're making that drive to Athens this weekend, just just throw us on the Spotify and uh, and 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 give us a listen. Uh, I, I promise you, we're gonna we're gonna bring it. Uh, we're gonna bring it each and every week. So uh, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. We are brought to you. We are presented by BetOnline.ag, and we are coming to you on Brinks TV as well. We want to thank everybody for listening. And of course, this thing couldn't happen each and every week without you. So spread the good word and uh and 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 check us out. Join the ride here. It's it's been a year uh with with Israel and I, so uh, and it's only going to get better and better and better and, and you never know. I might pop the question. So um, Ooh. here we go. Yeah. You get excited, right? Um, so here we go. Uh, but that's going to do it for this. Uh, have a great Friday. Uh, have a, have an even better weekend. And of course, if you're, if you're going to Athens, be safe, enjoy the game. And of course, as always go dogs, go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.